Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Dream Chasers Podcast. This segment is called Parental Guidance, and we are looking for different parents that have certain things they thought about with their kids, have instances or stories that they can tell us that maybe some other parents can relate to. We want to we want to keep this forum open. A lot of times we'll put stuff up on Facebook, asking questions, um, and we will answer your questions. Um, I want to start by thanking our sponsors. Um, we've got a new sponsor, Bio Sound Therapy, uh, innovative therapeutic solutions. Uh, they're a new sponsor of ours. Rita's Ice is a sponsor of, of ours. Harrington Wellness. Replay Hemp and Team Awake. So thank you to our sponsors for making this possible. Um, without you guys, I mean, it would be kind of hard to do. All right, let's get into it. Um, first thing I want to talk about is athletes and making excuses. Now let's back this up a little bit. A lot of times, most of the athletes are going to make excuses because of things or factors that are around them. This is not okay. We, I put up a, a, a status the other day about letting the kids own the game. And by letting the kids own the game, you have to let them own their wins and their losses. So when we win, everybody can talk about how good of a game everybody had. You can go back and uh, speak about different points in the game on who did what and, and how that impacted the game. Well, what about when we lose? It seems like it's always somebody else's fault. Oh, the referees, um, that team was really good or that kid was older or, you know, this particular league that we're playing in. We have to stop making excuses for these, for our kids and, and for these athletes. They have to own it. If they can own, you know, losing and figuring out how to fix it, then they, they're going to be better off. But if, an, if there's an excuse every time you lose, then how is it, how is it going to go when you get to high school or how is it going to go when you get to college? Cause you're not going to win everything. You know, there's one thing to be good when you're young and to be ahead of some people. But as you go up, you're, you're, the games are going to get nothing but tougher. And then how do you react when you lose? So we really need to try to find a way to, to help these kids to own their part and their portion of the game. All right. Losing is good for kids because every, when stuff goes well, everybody can, you know, can walk around with their head hell high. But when you lose or, or stuff is not going well, that's going to mold you into the type of person that you're going to be. And this is what, what sports is all about. Sports is not all about what we want. It's about molding, molding the kids. It's not, it's not, you know, I, I get it that parents were ultra competitive and we want to win. We want it to be, we want it to be this, you know, we run through, we run through the majority of the teams we play. We win every time we play, we hold up medals, we take pictures and that's all fine and dandy. But if, if you can't teach your kids anything else besides the wins and losses, then you're losing it. You're losing the cause of why we're here. Because ultimately, sports is going to end for everybody. And if you're, if you're not building character, if you're not 
helping helping your child to be able to deal with any type of adversity, you know, because basketball and sports equate to life. So if you can't if you can't help them to for, to understand that when bad things happen, for them to step up over it or for them to overcome things, then it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for for your kids growing up. And this is what this is about. Period. Let's talk about crowd control. I heard something the other day that a friend of mine told me that there was some some parents in the crowd that had a couple of things to say to the players. They had some some things to say to the other parents. I mean, there's no space for this. I mean, is what what are we doing if every time we play a game, we're at odds or at war? with the other people on the other sideline. That's not what the game is about. The game is about your child and their development. It, it shouldn't be about telling this person this or telling that person that. So we need to understand that, you know, obviously, like I said, it goes back to what I said before, as, as parents, we're ultra competitive, but we had our chance. Let your let your child let your child have their chance, and and we shouldn't be at odds with different people in the crowd. I mean, even if it's a tense game, these are still other kids on the other side. We don't want to see anything bad happen to them. We don't want anything bad to happen to our kids. So we got to keep that in mind. We can't come into a situation making making this hostile because these kids can sense this, and if they start taking on this attitude that some of these parents have, then we're not going to, it's not going to, it's not going to be good for, it's not going to be good for them going forward, period, because they're going to have that in their head that they can kind of go and say and do what they want. And, you know, emotions run, run wild, run high. And what happens if something bad really happens during a basketball game or during any sporting event, because, we didn't we didn't actually groom our kids on the right way to handle the situation. Let's talk about referees. I, I, I get this a lot. People always have something to say about referees, how bad they are. Well, unless you're in college, and then I would say some high school referees, these are these are regular people that probably are trying to make a little bit of money. They're not trying to go anywhere with this. These referees are, they're new, they're learning, just like the kids are learning. Now, obviously, you're going to get, you're going to get some referees that may call it the way that, that for sure you look at it and you're like, that's not right. That's one thing, but it's like every game, every game the referee is bad every single game. Okay, well, if the, if the referee is bad every single game, why don't you teach your kids how to deal with dealing with referees? Because guess what? No matter what game you play or what sport you play, the referee is going to be a factor. So you have to factor that in. It just seems, it seems like to me that people are just surprised that, why are the referees so bad? I, I even catch myself sometimes. I remember telling – I was talking to a parent uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, and I said this to him. I was like, I remember when referees used to tell us, like, you know, keep your hands off or – don't do that. And they would direct us. And then if you did it again, they would call a foul. Or, you know, if, 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 something, if something was to happen, you know, the first time they might let it go, but the second time they're going to call it. Or they called it that first time and they explained it to you. Well, guess what? I didn't play high school. I didn't play basketball until I got to high school. 
So the referees that I was dealing with were probably some of the better referees. Now, at the younger age, we're looking at these referees, which these guys, a lot of them may not even have their patches yet. A lot of them are, are, are starting on the ground floor trying to see if they like it. So they don't even know kind of how to watch the plays yet. They're kind of watching certain things and standing in areas they're not supposed to. And the only reason I know this is because I have my refereeing license. But these guys are trying to learn, and they and I'm not making excuses for them, but you need to factor that in, and you need to groom your child for such. Sideline coaching. I read an article the other day that said that you're one of three things. You're either a coach, you're a spectator, or you're a player. I'm going to say that again. You're either a coach, a spectator, or a player. Now, with that being said, you have to let the coach coach. You don't know what the coach's scheme are. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, well, this is a, that's a bad coach. I don't, he doesn't know what he's doing. She doesn't know what she's doing. Well, guess what? You entrusted your child to that coach. You got to let that coach do what they're supposed to do, period. If you're a spectator, you need to sit on the side. You need to cheer. And you need to, and you need to, I mean, you can motivate your child. I get that. But all this giving direction on the sideline, that's one of the things that I don't like. I mean, our, my daughter is, is guilty of it. She likes to look over, look over at the sideline. And I'm getting away from, I used to say certain things. I'm getting away from it. Somebody's coaching her. I need to let them coach, period. I don't care how much experience I have. I don't care what, um, what influence that I have. I'm just going to let her play her game and she has to learn from that coach period so we have to we have to do away with this sideline coaching i'm gonna i'm gonna do it my way because like i said ultimately you don't know what the coach's scheme is the coach scheme may be for your child to be out of position for that particular play because maybe they're running a certain defense and you don't know that you're yelling at your child to get in position and now they're all screwed up because the coach had a vision of what they're supposed to be doing, and now you kind of messed that up. All right. Uh, this is a segment segment where I'm going to kind of read off some of the uh, feedback that you guys have given me on Facebook. Like I said, again, um, if, you, if you have a story or you have uh, a type of, uh, some type of experience that you've had, good or bad, um, send it to me. I would love, I would love to talk to you about it. I'd love to talk. I, I would love to give my advice on it. I would also love to interview certain parents. You know, if you, if you have a feel about something and you've been in a system for a while and you can come on here anonymous, we don't have to, we don't have to uh, release your name, but this is just something that we'd like to talk about. And, you know, and, and we can kind of, we can kind of uh, converse back and forth on what you think and what I think. Um, and, and like I said, this is just purely to help parents. All right, this is from a friend. He said, uh, I have a horror story about travel softball. Uh, my daughter tried out, made the team, played in two tournaments to only be cut three weeks later. When someone better came along, um, the coach decided to cut my daughter and people wonder why kids and parents have no loyalty to, to teams and, and coaches anymore. My daughter was by no means the best player on the team, and she wasn't the worst on the team. Um, through the years of, my, of coaching youth sports, 
I've never, I've never seen a coach who turned their back on a child so quickly. So I see um, right, right out the gate, I can see why you have concern. I mean, if you made a team, you made a team. I mean, it has to be known. Typically, uh, the tryout period is maybe about one or two weeks. That's not right. If, if, a, if a coach is just bringing people in and your daughter gets cut, I would be upset too. Because what, is that, what does that say about the team? So you're probably with the wrong organization. You probably need to search for an organization that does it the right way. Um, um, and, and I don't know if this is a parent coach or not, but if you're a parent coach and, and you're just going to bring in kids or do it a certain way, you should be looking to, uh, to help all the kids, to build some type of camaraderie. So as a, as a coach, you know, I, I, I don't think that it's fair that I would just be able to bring somebody in and cut somebody. I mean, that's I don't think that that's real. I don't think that's acceptable at all. OK, I got another one. Um, my oldest is just starting out in organized sports, trying to balance the not keeping score versus uh, they know how to count. Uh, I, I'd be interested in to know what good conversations to have with them to keep them encouraged. Um, that's kind of sticky. I mean, if you, if you're going to put your kid in some type of league or, you know, say a YMCA or something like that, the YMCA is purely, uh, teaching the kids how to play the game. Well, uh, athletes and, and kids and parents, they're always going to, going to know how to keep score. Um, that's something that you can't get away from. Obviously, um, I see that you want to make it fun for your kid. And, uh, you know, that's great, but you're always going to have that, you know, whether it be your son or my son, somebody says, you know, your son scored 10 points. Somebody's always going to keep that score because it's, it's a, it's a competitive uh, mindset. So what, what I would, what I'm thinking is, is that, you know, you kind of explain the, uh, the balance that, Hey, you know, you're doing a good job. I want you to have fun with this first. You know, have fun in the games, have fun practicing, uh, teach them how to be a, a good teammate um, and try to instill those values in them. But um, it's inevitable that they're, they're going to start talking about scoring and, and that's going to be a big deal. So um, no matter what, I mean, everybody, everybody that I know or anybody that that I've seen from other teams from other teams are always been ultra competitive. So you're, you're going to have to figure that out. But at the same time, I mean, mold your player into the type of person, the type of teammate um, that, that anybody, anybody can love or, or can be drawn to, you know, try to try to make them into a leader, you know, talk to them about the scoring and say, Hey, um, don't worry about the score. Or, or let's say, let's say they're not scoring, um, you know, Hey, don't worry about scoring. Uh, go out, play good defense. When you get your opportunity, look to shoot the basketball or look to score. And then from there, we can work on everything else. Because just because somebody's better than you now don't mean that they're going to be better than you uh, a couple years from now. So you're going to have to keep working. But it, but through it all, you're going to have to be a good teammate and you're going to have to be, uh, you're going to, have to be a, a good person to be around, period. Okay. Uh, I got one more. Hey, man, for me, the biggest thing with coaching um, – five through eight-year-olds is coachability. I'm not looking for the next stud. I'm looking for kids that are that are open to learning, uh, kids that give you 100%. Uh, I've had a couple of very talented football kids that skim through practice. Uh, doesn't sit well with me. Uh, if anything, 
they should be leaders. They should be teaching others when, when I'm not. Um, seems like these kids nowadays uh, are either too high or too down on themselves. Um, no in between. Uh, just, just simple common goals for coaches and parents. Uh, respect above all else. So yes, um, if you have a kid that is on your team and they're, let's say their head and shoulders better than everybody, or their their IQ is uh, better than than the other kids, and some other kids are struggling with it. Um, if it's your child, or no matter if you're if you're coaching this particular kid, you should put it on their shoulders to to be a leader. Um, those are the things that 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 you want to do. Period. Uh, as far as uh, some of the best players uh, wanting to skim through practice, well, hold them accountable. Um, they, they they start they start slacking in there. I mean, if the parents don't don't like it, they don't like it. But you know, I I, I make kids run all the time. Um, you know, I I don't mess around. When we, when we come to practice, we come to practice, and this is the this is something that if you're going to play the sport of whatever I'm coaching uh, and you want longevity in it, you're going to have to learn how to practice. You're going to learn, you're going to have to learn how to be a good teammate. So just because you're the best player, you're not about to get, um, you know, uh, kudos points from me. You're going to work even harder because that's, that's all I believe in. Um, and like I said, I mean, one thing about as a coach, what you should be teaching your kid is your kids, not your kid is that, they should when when they start to get down on themselves that's when a good coach is going to is actually going to come in and and make these kids feel good about themselves i do that a lot once kids start getting down I'm like hey don't worry about that hey shoot the next shot hey the you know because sports sports is is fast especially basketball you get up and down you change possessions um you know, if you beat yourself down for three straight possessions, that could be the three straight possessions that lose the game from you. So you got to understand that kids need to have that reinforcement that, okay, all right, I can pick this up. I can turn this around. So that's, that's some of the advice I would give you as a coach is that, you know, tell those kids when they get down on themselves, hey, you, you're fine. You got to figure this out. This is, this is, this is where you get better. And then if they get too high and they start walking around the show, well, you got to deflate their head a little bit. <laughs> you pop that balloon as quick as you can. So that's what I would say, um, you know, and just and just keep pushing, just keep pushing the kids. Every time, anytime we're in practice or, you know, simulate a game, that, that's the only way these kids are going to get better. We can't walk around here and kind of, just go through some drills and think that everything's going to be good because you're going to be you're going to beat some teams, but it's going to catch up to you. Okay, I want you guys to listen to this. This was um, from Tom Izzo during the um, during the NCAA tournament. I want you guys to kind of hear this clip. Here it goes. Bradley went one of winning by eleven, but there was this in the second half. Tom Izzo yelling at his freshman player, Aaron Henry, for what he thought was a failure to get back on defense with full effort, angrily jabbing a finger at him. He kept up in the huddle. Cassius Winston was playing peacemaker. Afterward, Izzo doubled down on how he handled his freshman. It's one and done time, you know. The my bads are out the window. If they're my bads because that team played better or that guy played better, if it's my bad because I decided to jog back instead of sprint back, then it is your bad and you're going to hear about it. Big time basketball, no place for the faint of heart. 
everyone I've heard talk about this is, hey, Izzo is right. A lot of people, though, who aren't college basketball people say, hey, that's a coach yelling at a freshman. Take us inside the, the mind of the coach and what's going on. He's holding him accountable. He's holding him accountable on this stage. Now, if you know Tom Izzo, the relationship he has with his players, you would understand what that's all about. But the one thing no one sees, they see Cassius Winston. You know Cassius Winston says? Oh, I have to worry about it. Why? Because when Cassius Winston was a freshman, he was Aaron Henry. He was the guy that was getting that. But you know what? The light bulb goes on. Aaron Henry received calls last night from multiple former Michigan State players saying, you know what? The reason Coach is doing that is because the one thing he will not accept is lack of effort. But if you buy in, if you listen, if you understand what his method is, you're going to be where I am. And what did Tom Izzo do coming right out of that timeout? After all that commotion, what did he do? First play, second play, third play in a row. Three times in a row, he goes right into Aaron Henry on the block in a mismatch. So everyone sees the initial reaction. They don't see one. A player coach team is better than a coach coach team. Cassius Winston is growing up. His leadership, that's what Michigan State basketball is all about. I have zero problem about a coach holding the player account. Okay. So with that clip, I mean, a lot of kids have got to understand if you're gonna if you're gonna play basketball, football, baseball on a collegiate level, these are the things that you're gonna have to deal with. I know you guys see all the glitz and glamour. You see Coach K and he's smiling, but I mean, their practices are war. Period. And then another thing about it too is that in college, I mean, these coaches can lose their job behind that. You know, this is this is a career. I mean, obviously, they want to win, win the NCAA championship, but this is a career. So, I mean, we, we have to, as parents, we got to find a way to mold these kids and get these kids ready, all right? If a, if a college coach is yelling and jamming his finger in my son's face and my son is not giving the effort, then by all means. Now, I, I understand that, you know, and, and there's going to be times when the coach is going to get on you just to get on you. You want to see what you're made of. Maybe you're a freshman, and he's like, "Oh no, I want to see what you're made of." And then, and they're gonna, and he's gonna, and he's gonna do it in such a way to see if you're gonna break. Well, if we don't prepare them now, every time something goes wrong, you know, we're ready. We're ready to, to point the, the finger at the coach. Well, what's gonna happen? They're gonna transfer, 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 or they're gonna, they're not gonna play the sport anymore. So. I, I think that was perfect what he did. I mean, he's he's holding this kid accountable, and that's that's just real life. I mean, if your kid goes out and get a job and they get a tough boss, well, what are they going to do when stuff gets bad? Are they just going to quit? Ultimately, this is what sports is all about. So, like I said, that was a great clip um, to hear, and, and, and it was a good example to see, you know, uh, a, a guy like Coach Izzo – really get after his kids and, and hold them accountable. I think that kid Aaron Henry is, I mean, he's going to be a, a really good basketball player, but I think he's going to take that with him for the rest of his life, and they'll probably end up being really good friends, period. Hey, so like I said before, I uh, wanted to thank our sponsors, uh, BioSound uh, Therapy, uh, the Therapeutic Solutions. Uh, guys, check them out. Rita's Ice, uh, Replay Hemp by Harrington Wellness, and Team Awake. Also, we do have camp registration out. Uh, it's going to be in Mount Vernon, High, Mount, Mount Vernon Middle School, uh, July 15th through the 19th. There's no uh, experience needed. Um, I, we really make this a fun time for the kids. I mean, obviously, we're teaching them basketball, 
and you know we're trying to build relationships through that but we have a have a really good thing going so i want you guys to check that out also uh we we still train kids over at hancock wellness um wellness center groups are at uh, on monday and thursday from six to seven from uh, uh k through third grade um seven to eight for fourth and up um and then also you can check us out on my website www um, dreamchasersbball.com and then you can check us out at uh, Dream Chasers um, Dream Chasers Indie Dream Chasers Basketball Indie uh, on Facebook so go on there like our page uh, share some of our stuff we'll have a lot of motivational things uh, coming we got some good stuff coming up we got some we got some top-notch guests that are coming you guys are gonna be really surprised to hear some of these stories and uh, you know to hear a little bit about about some of these lives of these uh, professionals and some coaches. Uh, I got some. I got some. Some. Some really. Um, I got some really good friends. Um, uh, shout out to uh, Janice uh, Constantine, who uh, name was Janice Banks. Um, shout out to uh, Katrina Katrina Merriweather. Um, like I said, I'm gonna try to get these coaches on here so you can hear from them firsthand. But parents. This segment, I would love to interview you. And like I said, you don't have to. You don't have to say your name. You don't have to say your kid's name. You don't have to say where you're from. Just get on here. Let's talk about it. And let's and let's uh, let's make the community better. All right, through sports and 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 through parenting. All right. Thank you, guys.